You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey everyone, welcome in to the BT Powerhouse podcast. As always, my name is Thomas Bendit. Uh, coming back here, our, our first podcast in August of the summer, and we're we have a special guest here to talk about um, really a, an interesting subject, something that I think fascinates college football and college basketball fans across the country, which is conference realignment. Who's moving where? Uh, what team is going to be playing what team next year? Uh, things have calmed down a little bit in recent years. I think. Over the last year or two, the only real team that's moved is UConn. But other than that, uh, the madness of five, six years ago, uh, certainly the summers of uh, 2009 and 2010 have long since gone uh, by the wayside. But with that in mind, we kind of want to take a look back since it's been about a decade since the Big Ten decided to put out that memo that they were going to start looking at potential uh, expansion. They ended up adding Nebraska and then, of course, followed that up with uh, Maryland and Rutgers. So we do have a special guest on to sort of bounce some things off of uh, today, and that's Patrick Gearhart from our Corn Nation site. Uh, Patrick, how's it going? Things are going well. It's uh, <laughs> nice, uh, not too warm, too warm of a day here in uh, in Nebraska and in August. That's That's not a bad place to be. Yeah, yeah, it's always always a, a special time of year. Um, what do you before we dive into the conference realignment stuff? Uh, just for our listeners who aren't super familiar with Corn Nation and what you guys do, um, can you just give us a little background on the site and, and sort of what you guys have going on right now? Uh, Corn Nation is the Nebraska site for SB Nation. We specialize in football, basketball, women's volleyball, and baseball, and we try to pick up any other we can uh, when our writers have the time uh, we've uh, we've expanded a little bit we've we're up to three different podcasts right now uh, one of which is basketball and yeah we ha- we we cover everything that has to do with Husker athletics and honestly we kind of do a bunch of little stuff here and there if we can too for fun yeah certainly I, I love the site I, I always like checking in here and there uh, certainly a basketball season but um, Patrick so I brought you on and and the big thing I, I kind of want to touch on, as I said in our intro, is conference realignment, sort of a look back on the madness that was the, the reshuffling um, in 2009, 2010. Um, since you guys do cover Nebraska, obviously Nebraska was the first new quote-unquote member to the Big Ten. Uh, the Big Ten added Penn State in the, I believe, the early 1990s. Um, but Nebraska was the first new school to be added in this recent round of uh, realignment, addition, whatever you want to refer to it as. Um, for our, our Big Ten fans who weren't following Nebraska as closely before the move, uh, what what are Nebraska fans feeling around this time? Uh, what do you recall? Um, and sort of what was the mindset about Nebraska's place in the Big 12 before the move? Well, going back to 2009, I think Nebraska, Nebraska, when the Big Ten announced 
that they were going to expand. I don't think many Nebraskans were thinking that they were going to go. While as a whole, we were not happy with the Big 12, the concept of leaving all those conference mates that we've had for a lot of them over 100 years, the Big 12 was formed in 1996, if I remember right, the merger of the Southwest Conference and the Big 8. And a lot of those Big 8 schools, like, you know, Kansas and Nebraska, they've been playing, I think, against each other since the 1890s. And, you know, I, I think in football alone, there was like 111 straight games involved. So there was, wow. there was a lot of history there. So the, fa- the idea of leaving the Big 12, as much as the, the fans, and, and as we know now, the administration were, were not happy with the Big 12, the thought of leaving, I think, was a foreign concept um, mm-hmm. until the news outlets started coming out that, you know, the Big 10 is, is looking at, at, uh, at expanding, and we were possibly one of the candidates. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it seemed like overnight, our entire destiny changed. You know, we went from a relationship, and the Big, the Big 12 was not a bad conference, but un- unlike you, like the Big 10, the SEC, and even you know, like the Pac-12, there's not a lot of commonality with the Big 12 schools. They may say there is, but, you know, you've got, at least back in the day, you know, you got schools like Iowa State, Nebraska, Kansas, Kansas State. And then you got, you know, more Southern, you know, Southern Great Plains schools like the Texas schools, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Um, there's a shared history there with a lot, but not a lot of commonality. And then you got like Colorado over in the state of Colorado, which is an entirely different beast. So, you know, I mean, a lot of us were together a long time, but in terms of connectivity, it, I don't think it ever really was there. So when okay. the chance to jump conference to the Big Ten happened, um, I think a lot of people uh, connected to Nebraska really jumped on pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. What was your, I guess, it, it's difficult to, to remember that far back in every detail that was going on at the time, but if there is, was there a particular moment that stood out to you as far as uh, the first time you heard that rumor or at least a, a serious rumor that, yeah, Nebraska might be the team going to the Big Ten. And, and what was your reaction, if, if you can recall that? Um, I don't remember the exact moment. I remember where I was. I was working in very far upstate New York, uh, about as far mm. away from the college <laughs> athletic world as you could get. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of outlets. And honestly, this is around the time I started reading Corn Nation <laughs> and the SB Nation blogs because you know, there was so much weird information going around, especially from like, you know, another SB Nation site like Barking Carnival and whatnot about what was going on and all these rumors. And I think a lot of the national and even regional news outlets were kind of minding what they wrote. So you had a lot of blogs Mm -hmm. putting out a lot of what they thought was going on, which was really nice. Uh, Like I said, Coronation did a very good job in covering it. And it you know, I, I was I was kind of floored because the Big Ten, you know, Nebraska is a good Midwestern school, Great Plains, however you want to look at it. Um, we do have mm-hmm. a lot of commonality with a lot of the schools, at least on the Western half now. Eastern half has changed considerably. <laughs> but, you, you know, I mean, there's always a connection there. But the reality of going to the Big Ten was not really, I think, in a lot of people's minds. So it, mm-hmm. you kind of had to sit back and kind of soak it all in because, you know, the Big 12 has some decent schools, but, I mean, the Big Ten's known for academic institutions. They're known for um, being good in a lot of lot of different areas when it comes to athletics. Uh, big land-grant universities, big endowments. Um, 
you know, it, it, there's a lot of history there. The Big Ten's not a conference that's just going to let anybody in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, it's, you know, maybe not all Nebraska will well. admit this, but it was kind of an honor to eat. Well, it, it, and honestly, like, in a way, it's kind of an honor to even be asked. Um, the Big Ten's got a lot to offer. You know, I mean, honestly, like, especially on the academic side, uh, Big Ten has a really good um, connection between all the schools. And, you know, it's, I, I think once Nebraska started realizing what kind of an opportunity this was, not just on the athletic field, but in the classroom. Um, there was a big push for it, and it was, it was, uh, you know, it, it was also one of the things that hit me during this time was this realignment was happening. This is before everything started shaking. Mm-hmm. It was kind of one of those things. It's like if we move to okay, in my lifetime, we've went from the Big Eight to the Big Twelve, and now we're going to the Big Ten. This is probably going to be the last time the University of Nebraska moves anywhere. That's how stable the Big Ten conference is. So all of a sudden that security really started to come to reality and it was it, it, it was very it was it was very positive. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I, I was gonna ask you sort of what what your impressions were of the Big Ten prior to joining because obviously uh uh once you get in we spread the Kool-Aid very well. Um but uh I, I, I was curious about that. So it's interesting to hear. Uh did you have any sort of impressions as far as beyond the academics about like football, basketball, any anything that just crosses your mind that, that you recall around that time as far as Big Ten impressions? Um, Big Ten impressions. Uh, old, slow, <laughs> um you got to remember, like, in the mid to late aughts, the Big Ten wasn't exactly doing very well mm-hmm. football-wise. Um, basketball was – they did well, but it wasn't exactly the most enjoyable watching. Um, mm-hmm. Some schools are still that way in the Big Ten. <laughs> but back then, it really wasn't that great. Um, it just uh, – it, it was kind of an archaic conference in a way. I mean, I, I just talked it up greatly, but some of the downfalls was, you know, and it's <laughs> – it, it needed some updating, which I think has happened over the last decade or so. So it was, you know, it, I, but again, it's a traditional conference that prides itself on tradition, something that a school like Nebraska does. Um, there, the, you know, it's, you know, it, even though there are some negatives to it, I think the, the positives far outweighed everything. And mm-hmm. one thing that a lot of people have been hitting on that, um, is really true is that there was parity amongst all schools in terms of uh, financial distribution. Mm-hmm. So that was really nice, especially with the talks of at the time Texas getting their own network and them getting full distribution of all that and leaving the rest of the Big 12 schools um, out in the cold. It, uh, it it looked very promising. And again, this was before you know the media rights distributions were. You know, the contracts were resigned to what they are now, and it's you know everybody's getting over fifty million dollars per school. So, it's, yeah, uh, th- 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 there's a lot of positives, and 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 again, the fact that the Big Ten was a a, a stable, uh, traditional insti- you know institution really really appealed to a lot of us. Uh, so Patrick, so one one of the issues at, at the time, of course, was the Longhorn Network, um, and I I will say. Uh, some of these questions may may seem obvious, but I actually came to realization that one of our staff members uh, was like 
10 when when this all went down it's been that long <laughs> uh so some of this stuff i think needs a refresher but uh what what kind of factor did the longhorn network play in uh the madness that followed in in 2009 2010 that that led to the shakeup of the conferences i think it led to quite a bit of it um, mainly because at the time a lot of it was just rumor uh, there was not a whole lot of facts going on, but the way Texas was in the Big 12 Conference, the sway they had, the political power they had to make what they want happen within the conference was still pretty great. They were doing well um, across the board in athletics, and a lot of the Big 12 schools kind of let them do what they wanted with Nebraska and occasionally maybe Oklahoma or Missouri uh, going against them. So the fact and like I mentioned before, there was also, you know, uneven distribution within the conference, with the conference finances. So the fact that the Longhorn Network popping up, giving Texas another revenue stream at the expense of the conference members really made a lot of people upset. And I, I talking to a couple uh, administrators from the University of Nebraska, Nebraska at the time, you know, before the Big Ten came along, was even looking at themselves of having their own network trying to put something together for them so they could sell whatever leftover media rights they could uh, as, a, as a revenue source. So that, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think a lot of schools were a lot more afraid than just us. I mean, technically Colorado left the Big 12 before we did. <laughs> and as you probably read in some articles now, you know, a lot of schools were also being courted by the Pac-12 because um, the Pac-12 was trying to figure out what they were doing. So that put things on a fairly uneasy ground and with schools not communicating well or telling the truth per se I think um, Tom Osborne who was athletic director at the time and the administration Har you know Harvey Perlman chancellor really did everything they could to basically make sure that Nebraska would not be left out in the cold mm -hmm. so it, it's uh, the Longhorn Network I think had a pretty good influence on uh, that breakup of the Big 12. Yeah wild wild to think back on um but yeah so okay at, at this point you've heard about it uh the move gets announced um what what's sort of the mindset of nebraska fans around the time when they learn you know we are indeed moving to the big 10 it becomes official uh we obviously have that i believe it was just one of the lame duck years uh, before they moved. Um, but what's sort of the mindset in, in that time period? And, and what are the expectations as Nebraska enters the Big Ten? The the thoughts at the time were pretty positive, considering it was looking like the Big 12 was going to break up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we were, you know, we were leaving. Colorado was leaving. Texas A&M started looking elsewhere. Missouri was, as we know, trying to get into the Big Ten and then eventually went to the SEC. Um, so, uh, you know, everybody was kind of scrambling. I really, at the time was like, okay, the big 12 is done. Uh, we're going to the big 10. Once they announced that the big 10 had a give, given Nebraska an invitation, we accepted. Um, it was pretty much like, holy cow, we're going to be okay. And, oh man, all these other schools who we're close to, who, you know, we grew up, you know, over the years with are going to be in a lot of trouble. So I, I think it, it, we were very grateful, I would say, um, as much as we would miss those, those, and we could talk about more later, as much as we miss those former conference mates, um, the security of our athletic department was number one priority. And I think as a whole, for Nebraskans, we were very, very happy that we were going to a conference that was going to take care of us. Okay. 
And and obviously, since since Nebraska has gone in, um, I th- I think it's it's fair to say it's been mixed success. Uh, Nebraska did make it to the Big Ten championship game in in football. Um, hasn't been able to grab the conference crown yet. Um, basketball hasn't won won the Big Ten, but not necessarily a basketball powerhouse coming into the Big Ten before. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, it's it's Nebraska has not been a, a member, uh, an active member in the sports season for ten years, but um, getting closer there. Uh, are are you pleased with with how things have gone so far? Uh, frustrated, and what's your mindset on that? You know, on a lot of the major sports, Nebraska has not done very well in the Big Ten or even on the national stage. Football, bat, you, you mentioned them all. Um, a lot of that people blame on, you know, the transition to the Big Ten. They give examples, recruiting, you name it. It just – I look at it from the standpoint – and I, I firmly believe that that is an institutional problem. I think there is a lot of bad decisions, a lot of bad hires, not just with coaches but also within the athletic department as a whole. And so I think Nebraska would have been having these problems in the Big 12, even if they stayed there. Um, I don't think the transition hurt really at all. Uh, you know, we do have sports such as volleyball. I think that was a step up. We went from a decent volleyball conference to a stellar volleyball conference. And I think we've won two national championships since then. Um, ball, uh, softball, I think we went to a stronger conference. Wrestling was probably a lateral move. Uh, the Big 12 had, had five teams, but they were like Iowa State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Missouri, you know, top 25 teams in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And Nebraska was a top 10 wrestling program in the Big 12. Well, now we're in the Big 10, which is a behemoth, and we're still technically a top 10 team for the most part. So uh, mm-hmm. track and field, um, at least on the indoor side, we've definitely done better. You know, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of what else. Um, you know, it's just, it's kind of tough to say, but I, I, I don't think moving to the Big Ten is hurt whatsoever, to be honest. Okay. Um, that, yeah. That, that's all, one all of the, the questions. Problems, all the problems we've had, I think, have been in, <laughs> in, in, internal, personally. Okay. Yeah, that, that's one of the main questions I wanted to ask, because I, I remember there, there was sort of a theory that was growing that teams that switched conferences had an initial sort of hiccup period uh you know you look at texas a&m missouri nebraska maryland Rutgers. um so i was curious about your thoughts uh in that regard um i i tend to agree i i tend to think it's um you know if you have the best team you have you have the best team and it doesn't matter necessarily who you're who you're playing against um you should be able to to figure it out um but Looking looking back on on this point now, um, we'll get to sort of your thoughts on whether you think it was a good or or a bad decision. Um, but what what's the biggest thing you have enjoyed uh, about being in the Big Ten? Uh, um, obviously, Nebraska again, as we mentioned, hasn't been perfect on on the court or, or the football field. But um, what what's your top highlight or highlights uh, that you've enjoyed about the Big Ten? One thing I've enjoyed about the Big Ten, one, is the Big Ten Network. Uh, being in the Big 12, you had – I remember we had at least two or three games a year that were on pay-per-view, uh, which, of course, meant that I would – yeah. I mean, this is 10 years ago, but this is before technology blew up. But, I mean, the Big 12 schools, I think their tier three rights are still – a lot of them are going to the pay-per-view. Oklahoma, remember, played Army in that thriller last year on pay-per-view that we all watched on Periscope. Um <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I, you know, a lot of our basketball games were not televised now. I can pretty much watch every basketball game I want, mm-hmm. you know, with the exception of maybe one or two, and, and it's great. Uh, so the mm-hmm. Big Ten Network is definitely the big one. Um, the re- I mean, this is going to sound greedy. The revenue has been nice. You know, I think we've been able to do a lot more. We've able to, been able to look farther ahead in terms of not just, you know, I mean, our, our basketball program's got, you know, new, you know, we had a new training facility, which is still one of the top ones in the nation. We, you know, got a lot, just, just a lot of perks, I, I think. And I don't know if the Big 12, the money would, would allow us to do all that. Um, yeah. An, another thing is also, I think the, the teams, the schools we play, the teams we play, um, hold a little bit more nationally in most sports, mm-hmm. um, with the exception of baseball, and we can get into that later with Michigan's run this year. But <laughs> it's Big Ten has more marquee institutions, and I think that that carries a lot. Um, yeah. But outside of that, I, I would say the number out of everything and I've said it multiple times in this uh, interview, the stability. Mm. I won't have to worry about conference realignment again on our end, mm. I don't think. Yeah, I think um, – and, and that was one of the one of the spinoffs I, I wanted to ask a little bit about was uh, – see, I, I've been ranting. I, I, I have had this position for a long time that um, in a lot of ways I, I think – the impact of the additional revenue or, or TV dollars is a little bit overstated. Um, I, I think sometimes people think the bigger your checkbook is, it essentially guarantees wins, um, which I I don't agree with. I, I think it may help, but I don't think it's a, a transitive property. Um, but being from a fan base that has sort of experienced both sides of the spectrum, um, how valuable do you think it has been to Nebraska to have the little deeper pockets here uh, with the Big Ten money coming in? You know, Nebraska, I don't think ever has historically struggled financially. We've always had good donors. We've always had good fans who showed up, um, mm-hmm. sold out. I mean, I mean, we've sold out Pinnacle Bank Arena where Nebraska basketball plays. What not just this last year, but multiple times over the last decade. I mean, mm-hmm. we show up. So, I mean, it's, it's not like the support's <laughs> not there. But what, I, I, what those finances do is it gives you the security to look far, farther ahead than just a couple years. You know, you can look and say, we are going to get this amount of money guaranteed for this amount of time. And what can that do, you know, like in the terms of like Maryland to shore up our finances? Um, or, you know, a, a school like Purdue, you know, how do we get up to par with everybody else? You know, and mm-hmm. I don't think school, I don't think conferences like the Big 12, and we're definitely hearing rumblings from the Pac-12, have that security. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, that... you, you, you're, we were, you mean, you're hearing rumblings out of places like, you know, I, I think Wazoo's still kind of struggling in the athletic department-wise financially. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, it, 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 it goes farther. I think that be, I don't think it's, it's not the devil that people make it out to be, but it's just in terms of budgeting, in terms of moving forward as a, as a, as a department, I, mm-hmm. I think it goes, it helps. It helps greatly. You don't always have to have it, but you know, it, it definitely helps. And I think they've proven, you mentioned, you know, you, you don't think money, you know, you don't need it to necessarily improve your program. 
and I think it's improving. You know, like look at LSU with their new locker room. You know, it's nice, but doesn't mean they're going to get a bump in recruiting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. it only goes so far. Wisconsin, <laughs> I think, has decent facilities, but you know, they're not the creme de la creme, and they still do mm-hmm. okay. You know? Yeah, and and that that's kind of my position. I I think a lot of people overlook how much of the money gets eaten up in administrative costs and uh, non-revenue sports, which, I mean, whatever your opinion on, on how valuable each sport is, that's, that's a personal perspective. Um, But I, I think a lot of fans honestly don't care about, you know, how women's lacrosse is doing, which again, can be good or bad depending on your perspective. Um, but I think a lot of the money gets eaten up in, in stuff like that, more of it than people think on first glance, which is why I'm a little bit hesitant to be like, oh, yeah, the Big Ten should you know, sign a deal with Fox for 10 extra dollars because they'll have 10 extra dollars. <laughs> Maybe they should think about it a little bit more. But um, but that's neither here nor there uh, as to this conversation. Um, and I, I wanted to follow up. We talked about. Uh, the things you have enjoyed the most about the Big Ten, which uh, you said was the stability, uh, the Big Ten network, maybe having a little bit extra cash to look ahead, so to speak. Um, what are the things you have not necessarily loved about the Big Ten um, and sort of uh, make you long for the old days of the of the Big 12? I would say the probably the number one thing that Nebraska, I, I have the issue, and I think most Nebraskans do, is the distance to all the other schools. When we were in the Big 12, I'm just going to go off, let's say, Lincoln, uh, where the university is. It was like three, roughly three hours to Lawrence and Manhattan for Kansas, Kansas State. I think five hours to Columbia for Missouri. Four hours to Ames for Iowa State. Uh, Eight-hour drive to Colorado, but who doesn't like going to Colorado? <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it was relatively – I mean, those road games were a guarantee. I mean, we were known for making Lawrence, you know, Lincoln South during football season. And, you know, they would definitely come up and help fill up the Vanny Center during basketball. <laughs> you know, it was easier to go back and forth. Whereas now, you know, I, our closest our closest drive it would be from Lincoln to Iowa City, which is, I think, four, four and a half hours. And then it's probably six or seven to Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, same to Madison. I mean, it's just, you know, the travel's a lot more. And I think, you know... It, as a fan base, that's a little bit tougher because you don't get to nearly as many of the places um, as you once did. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say that's probably the biggest one. The the second would probably be, you know, I mentioned before, we, we lost a lot of our old conference mates that we've been around forever. Uh, yeah. Kansas, Kansas State being the, the, the most notable ones. Missouri, I mean, Oklahoma, of course, Oklahoma State. Uh, so, I, you know, I would say the loss of those, you know, probably hits the most but it's all sentimental at that point um in terms of not you know so the distance of the big 10 is not the greatest um your fan bases are a lot more rabid than the big 12 good or bad (laughs) sure sure um you know uh i I don't want to i i would never use the word douchey for to describe a big 12 fan but i think i would on occasion for big 10 (laughs) <laughs> oh we there, not across there are the board not there. across the board but <laughs> i would say that's you know um you know i i've never had too many problems uh in fact i've never really had any problems everybody 
personally, any fan, any Big Ten fan I've ran across over the past decade has been really great, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, everybody, especially once we joined, I had one person, they were a random Purdue fan, say they didn't like it. It was okay. weird. I, it was, yeah, I, I didn't get it either. But I think the, and there were a young person who was still upset that Penn State was invo- involved. So oh. I, I don't know the, I don't know the logic behind it. But honestly, everybody, you know, even even the Iowans who hate Nebraskans, you know, it's, I, I think the fit's been pretty good across the board, for for mm-hmm. the most part. Um, you know, uh, the other expansion, the Big Ten's a different story. So I, I, I have no idea. Uh, in regards to Maryland and Rutgers. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, those those yeah. podcasts so, I mean, will be two years from now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. It's, it's, and, and again, like, honestly, we're so far away from those two schools. It's literally kind of, a, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're in the conference. Um, so I, I, I was going to ask you, I, I think Nebraska has a, an interesting perspective because again, They've been they've been in the Big Ten now for a, a decent amount of time. I mean, this a decade is is no laughing matter. Um, but they haven't been in here the whole time, so they're a little more, I think, comfortable with the conference realignment thing than maybe your average Big Ten fan, uh, maybe the Purdue guy as you described. Um, do you see any any realignment in your perspective coming forward? I mean, there's no real major rumblings now but do you see any of that and uh a follow-ups to that if you if you will um first off if you had to add someone from the big 12 that you think would fit well with nebraska uh from the old big 12 who would it be um and then other schools that that you'd really want to look at uh as far as adding to the big 10 again if you had to add a couple teams yeah I really can't think of any major realignments right now. I thought of maybe mm-hmm. some minor ones, power five or a group of five conference type stuff, mid-majors. Uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if the Pac-12 maybe did something at some point. I don't know. They're really, really limited out there uh, in terms of schools they want to bring in. And the schools that are within the Pac-12, I think, are pretty elitist in terms of academics to make it tough for anybody coming in. I think – but who knows? I mean, it's a lot. Of, I think some of their future really does come down to the almighty dollar. Um, but in terms, going to your second half of that question, who would I want from the Big 12? When the Big 10 announced that they were bringing in two more schools and, they, and it was yet to be announced that it was going to be Rutgers and Maryland, I was really pulling for Kansas and Missouri. It brings in the Kansas City and St. Louis markets, which are decent. They're not huge. They're not Washington, D.C., Baltimore, and New York, which were brought in, um, which I think on paper was a smart move. I think it's the only – on paper is the only way you make that <laughs> make that move and make any sense. But I, I was really hoping for Kansas and Missouri. Um, okay. I think, you know, it, it would not just benefit Nebraska. It would have benefited Iowa, too. Um, it would have brought the Western – it would have brought – a lot easier traveling for us, like I mentioned before, and just a little bit more history for us to kind of hold on to. And academically, I think they both would have easily fit the model of the Big Ten schools. So. Okay. Well, interesting. Well, before I, I let you go here, and again, thank you for, for coming on with us. Um, final verdict. Uh, was it a good move for the Big Ten? Or, excuse me, Nebraska joining the Big Ten? 
Was it a bad move? Uh, are you still in wait and see mode? Um, what What are your just overall thoughts on on the move and and sort of moving forward? I am one hundred percent bully on Nebraska being in the Big Ten. I'm very happy with the move. Uh, perfect world, the Big Eight would have never have gotten you know blown up by the by the Big Twelve, <laughs> and we'd still be hanging out there. But that's you know two three decades gone now. So no, I'm I'm very very happy with the move don't really miss the Big 12 a whole lot. We're a decade away. The younger fans that are coming up, growing up being Nebraska fans, don't really remember the Big 12 anymore. So another decade or so, it's not going to matter. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I would say, you know, that the profile of Nebraska has gone up since joining the Big 10. Um, and any issues that Nebraska's had carrying their weight is, is self-inflicted. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm very happy with the Big 10. And hopefully everybody else is too. Well, fair enough. Well, again, Patrick, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Uh, to everyone listening, uh, you can check out uh, Patrick on Twitter at... At Patrick Gerhardt. Okay, excellent. Check out my writings. On, yeah, and uh, writings at coronation.com and listen to the Coronation Podcast Network where you'll hear myself and my co-host name me Q on Of Bangerangs and Daggers, a Nebraska ball podcast. Fantastic. So thanks again. You can check me on Twitter at T Bendit. Make sure to stay tuned on BT Powerhouse as we're starting to get a little bit of the preseason stuff, a little bit of a flavor, still a couple months out, but uh, it, it begins. So thank you everyone. And we'll see you next time.